And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 169. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We talked the whole night long. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. To you. And you. And you. And you. Hey, Mr. Brantley, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're listening, this is the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bob. That guy right there, that good-looking guy standing tall, that's Mr. Brantley. How you doing, over brother? Here, over here. Not that oh, that over there. There. oh, I see. Yeah, I thought that was somebody else. Okay. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I got you. Oh, man. Well, uh, we here we are, mid-September, number 169 of the Ed and Bob Show. I had a lot of people comment about our last couple of shows, thought they were good, and I said, well, we need to do that again. Yeah. Just like that. Just listen to them again. There you go. <laughs> we'll just listen to the same ones over and over, the ones you like. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. How you been doing? Doing well, thank you. Doing okay. Okay, good. Well, here football season's underway, and... Yep. You know, we get to cheer the Vols on, and a, a, week, or, a week ago, the uh, Vols went up to Pittsburgh and won. Did you think they would win? No. I did not either. <laughs> I did not. Well. But they pulled that one out. They pulled it out, the right. Johnny Majors Classic. Yeah, that was great. It, well, you know, uh, let me ask you a question about that. Because uh, when I was watching the game or the broadcast, they were talking about it. Then they said they unveiled his statue up there. Hmm. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. He coached here far longer than he ever coached in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but he won, a national, he won a national championship in Pittsburgh. But I only think he coached a couple of years, and he got a statue. How yeah, long did he coach I, here? Well, I don't know. He There's no here, statue maybe. over there at Neyland Stadium for him, is there? I don't know. Might be. I mean, there is for Condridge Holloway, who was a quarterback. Um, yeah. And a few other people, uh, I understand Robert Nealon, but there's there's no Johnny Mazur statue to my knowledge. So I don't know. I thought that was odd that they've got one and we don't. <laughs> we need to get us one. Well, they won, he won a national championship up there, and then he left but yeah. after he won it. The next year, he's gone, came to Tennessee. That's why he, and, and the fact that he did that, they probably offered him the everything under the sun there. Yeah, I know. So, well, That's anyway. True. All right, let's get this show under the way, uh, Ed. We, we now switched our news around to kind of reminiscing about things that have gone on in the past, and we're enjoying doing that. And uh, In the first couple of weeks of September, things that happened during those times. What do you got, Ed? Well, of course, the 9-11 uh, attacks on the World Trade Center. That was on September 11th. 2001. 2000. Wow. 2001. Do you remember where you were and what you were doing, of course? Yeah, I do. I was, uh, the phone rang. We had, uh, uh, I lived in California and the phone, we had, we had certain ringtones for our parents. And it, I, I knew it was my mom calling and it was like 609. And uh, I, sh I picked up the phone and I, I thought, you know, something's bad going on for my mom to call me and know it's six o'clock in the morning. She said, Bob, there's there's a plane that has crashed into the World Trade Center. I said, well, that's terrible. And she said, well, and then while we were on the phone, the second one hit, and, she, and I said, you're kidding me. And I turned on the TV, 
and looked at that and I woke everybody up and said, get up, get showers, LA could be next. And I really thought yeah. that. I immediately thought that it was a terrorist thing. What about you? Where, where were you? Well, I was. A, I just finished a sales meeting, and we were in the office, and we heard about it. Of course, it, I was at the station, the radio station, we had on the news, and I went immediately went to my office and turned on the TV, and everybody kind of followed me in there, and I was watching it as the second plane hit, and I, you know, I, mm. I remember saying this aloud: "The world is never going to be the same. Never." Well, that's true. After this. Wow, that is so, so true. Yeah, so that's that's the way that went. Yeah, but I and, think and, and, uh, do you think? I mean, there's only certain moments in life where things have never changed, where they never be the same again. I think that's about the only one in my life. Yeah. Other than you know Pearl Harbor, maybe. Yeah, but I tell you, like the airport travel. <laughs> I Holy mean, everything smoke. has changed from that. It really has. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, it's a day that will be remembered for a long, long time, and it should be. And you probably remember this from 1966. What's the that? Minimum, the minimum wage was raised to $1.40 in the United States. <laughs> you know, actually, I do remember, the, I remember when it went to $1.15. <laughs> and uh, $1.15, because at one time I was getting a quarter for being a scorekeeper at... Um, uh, ballpark, uh, but uh, I can remember because right around then I got a job as a short order cook after basketball practice at a at a uh, at a diner, and uh, I think I was making a dollar ten, and I remember went to one fifteen. I thought, man, I am <laughs> I have got it made. The Ooh. government is making them pay me more. <laughs> oh, God. That's absolutely amazing. Amazing. Wow. A dollar forty. Mm. Yeah. That doesn't and seem that long ago. No, it doesn't. In a 66. I'd love to have a 66 Corvette, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Wide interior. Wow. Not on, not on a salary of a dollar forty an hour. No, no. Well, they, they probably didn't cost that much back then. They probably around three thousand dollars. Yeah. I gladly give that for sixty-six Corvette. All right, Ed. What else we got on the uh, as we remember things in uh, early September? Well, I remember nineteen sixty. Chubby Checker had a number one record. The twist. Come on, baby. <laughs> You know, that was a, Maybe. you know what was so popular about that is that even Everybody dumb guys it. like me could do it. You could do it, yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to lift your feet, you just twisted them. I just twisted, man. I could, I could do that. And I think when people come up with those dances that anybody can do, they're more popular. Whereas you get this Macarena and all that stuff. I couldn't yeah. do that and remember it. Come on, well, I, baby. I used to sing about the Watusi, but I don't know how to do it. But anyway, so I just keep twisting all the time, you know, just twist. That's all you got to do, man. That's Move those hips do. a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Move those hips. Um, let's see. You know, I saw this thing here. 1959, the first man-made object reached the moon. It was, was L it? Luna 2. Oh, yeah. um, I don't remember it. but um, probably a satellite, wasn't it? Uh, something will mean something, yeah, a rocket or a little something. But I guess back then, just shot up there to see if they could hit it. <laughs> Good shot. Yeah, we got it. You, man, you, you hit it right in the middle. Oh, yeah. God. And now we can't, 
now that they've got that real big rocket, they can't even get it off the ground. I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't well, that NASA crazy? needs to quit doing it. This this rocket is a NASA rocket, and, they, and NASA just needs to quit this stuff and give it to who was it? Um, a Tesla guy. He yeah, Tesla guy. Yeah, let him do them. He shoots rockets off, and they come back when he tells them to come back. I know it. We don't need to be sending them rockets up there. No, on, baby, man. no. Come on, man. All right, one other thing. Right. September 16th, 1970, Jimi Hendrix died from an overdose. And I think he was only 27 or something. What did he overdose on? Uh, I think it was heroin. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. now they've got that fentanyl and, and all kinds of things you can overdose on. Oh, God. Yeah. Fentanyl will kill you in a heartbeat. Yeah, well. I mean, you can just smell it, and it'll practically kill you. That's scary, scary stuff. All right, let's move along, Ed. We, we getting, we're getting a little behind here. we got to get into some questions. What's your question of the day? My question of the day is, Bob, who was your favorite president? Wow, that's a pretty good question. And I'm going to give you two answers. I know you hate that, but I'm going to give you two anyway. Um, all time, Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, um, present day Ronald Reagan. Oh yeah, yeah. That that Reagan's my favorite. You know, um, amazing president. What did you like uh, about uh, Reagan? About what he did? Well, he he worked well with other countries and the other people, and he never talked down to anyone. I mean, he didn't slam people and. And, and he was, it seemed like he was upfront and honest, although it may be a disguise, but it worked very well. And our, our country was booming. It wasn't at first. Remember, at first we were really struggling. But right. then all of a sudden, we were buying Rolexes and going on trips and having a big time. So, You know, the number one thing I remember about Reagan, and I, I, didn't, I didn't feel that he had this kind of notoriety, but if you remember... The day he was sworn in, yeah. they released all those hostages in Iran. Yes, the eleven have been. Yeah. They were like, "We're not screwing with Reagan." But Carter, they didn't. <laughs> Carter, they didn't care. But I, there's something no. I, somewhere in history we will not fi ever find out. Probably there was something said that if you wait and you still have those prisoners when I'm in, he he already threatened to do something that was really bad. Mm -hmm. Because I never seen anybody release somebody so quickly the moment he was sworn in. That's true. And I remember when he spoke, did that speech at Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, when he said, "Mr. Gorbachev, tear that wall down." Yeah. And 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 he did. Yeah. That was the, that was the end of that. There wasn't a war. There wasn't a shot fired or nothing. That was the end of it. Just it like was, that. It was it was a wonderful presidency. Um, and he caught his share of criticism, all presidents do. You don't get up that high on the flagpole without a lot of wild winds. But, um, you know, I just thought he did a wonderful job. I thought he was a very uh, sharp guy. I read a quote from Doris Day, oddly enough, the other day. She, that was her boyfriend really? for a while. Yeah, they were, they were romantically involved. Ooh. And she said he was just a wonderful person to be with all the time and said when they would be out, he was so intellectually um, fun to be around because he would have 
incredible conversations about what was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a little forbearing to where he ended up, um, you know, uh, but he was always the center of any uh, conversation, she said. So, anyway. All right, I got one for you, Ed. All right, what's your question, Bob? Well, if Pelosi is not going to be the Speaker of the House anymore, if she if they do lose the majority in the House, she is already making plans to bail out on her party, and she wants Biden to appoint her the ambassador to Italy. And I'm wondering, a, a lot, I think a lot of Democrats just think she is true blue. I think she's strictly out for her. Do you think her party will ever wake up and realize what she is? <laughs> no, of course not. Or what her husband is, too. I mean, good. she has taken it's this awful. country for a ride. Absolutely. Her husband's taken insider information and bought stocks. Millions of dollars. For oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Terrible. And she's not a young chicken, neither. You know, she's, oh, God, she's, no. she's up there. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if she gets appointed ambassador to Italy, she'll take them for all the gold in Italy. She probably they ought to make her ambassador to some little South American country, you know, like uh, not even not even Colombia, but something, you know. Well, I think the worst. Country. I think the worst appointment as an ambassador you can get is Poland. So I think maybe they could send <laughs> send her to Poland. Mm-hmm. So. Just an idea. All right, Ed, tell everybody what the uh, topic of the day today is. Well, Bob, we're going to get advice on how to become financially independent. Boy, I need some of that. I need some of that. All right, we're going to do that. But first, uh, let's see, you've got a sponsor. Yes, I do. My sponsor is Weigel's. It's a convenience store chain based in Pell, Tennessee. And if you don't know much about Weigel's, I know you see them on streets around Knoxville and East Tennessee everywhere. They have, oh gosh, uh, over 90 locations in the East Tennessee region. Wow. And they own their own dairy. They do, you, I know you know it at, at, at uh, Christmas, their famous eggnog. Mm-hmm. And most of these restaurants have kitchens in them. So you can go in and order food. And, and uh, the only thing is they don't have a drive through That's the only problem. I'm good it with that. Be a, yeah, it may not be a problem. You walk in and order. But yeah. anyway, it all started back in 1938. And uh, it's been passed down from generation to generation. It's still privately owned by the Weigel family. And uh, it all started to get get uh, the returnable gallon milk jugs and other dairy products to the customers. And that's how it started. And boy, it's really boomed. It really is. My son works for him. I'm very proud of him. He does a great job. And, and the po- folks at Weigel's like him a lot. And I like them a lot, too. I just heard they opened up. Two or three in Chattanooga, am I right? Yes, you're right. It is. It's uh, it's on Highway 153 in Chattanooga, and I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't. I haven't heard how it's doing. I would imagine though the grand opening went well last month, so it's probably doing okay. I would say they're. Uh, you know, you. That's a long way to take your gas, but from Knoxville to Chattanooga. <laughs> hey, I need to know something. What what um, if if they always have a flavor a milk flavor of the month okay oh okay <clears throat> what 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 is either your favorite or what what flavor do we need to ask them to have well i saw they month, had candy bar or something didn't yeah, they that, that's this month Weigel's candy bar milk 
I'm not sure how that would go. I haven't, I haven't tried that one. But, <laughs> well, but and I can't wait till the next one. I mean, they do have good. It, it's it's amazing. Oh, wow. Well, All right. Okay. All right. Let's move along, Mr. Brantley. Our topic for today is what's the best way to become financially independent, and what. And I'm not saying that Ed and I are, but we've been around the, the block a few times and we've made mistakes and we've seen the things you don't need to do. And a few of the things we've been fortunate enough to do some of the things you should do. And so I thought it'd be good that uh, let's say somebody's young and they're listening in and they say, I don't want to make any mistakes. So let me learn. And <clears throat> What uh, we've got a list here of several things, and, and uh, you can mention them by number, or you can just talk about your own experience. Ed, what do you, what do you think if you if you're if you're talking to some young people in their twenties uh, or your own kids, what's what's some of the things you first say to? Here's how you set yourself up for to be financially independent. Well, one thing is you need to save a portion of your salary and, and save it. Don't spend it uh, when mom wants a new sofa or something. You got to really save it. Uh, and, and sometimes there's going to be crisis come up in your life. This, this is one that, that I started off with, and it was hard at first, but pay off credit cards in full. Mm -hmm. Carry a little bit of debt, and that's all. Mm -hmm. And keep your eye on your credit score. So, but uh, I tell you, if you, and everybody uses credit cards now, so that's got to be hard right. for most people, I would think. Do you, um, you know, you said try to save some. Mm -hmm. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, how do you do that? Well, you start small and, and it grows it, because it becomes an inner feeling. You know, like you could start at $25 a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, you'll be at $200 or $300. And you, I mean, you really feel proud. And then you start finding ways to save more because you can always save more. It's hard today because of the way grocery prices are and everything. It's really hard to save money right now for young people, especially. But yeah. I'll tell you something else. If you can't save money, take care of your belongings. Maintenance is a lot cheaper than replacement. Yeah. Take care of your health and take care of your belongings and your car. Take care of your car. My gosh. You know, you go down the road, almost everybody's driving a brand new car. <laughs> well, you know, um, and when we, you and I were on the radio, we, we had uh, Dave Ramsey on, um, mm. on the radio station. And I'd never heard of Dave Ramsey until uh, that happened. And uh, I remember he said, drive a beater. You know, don't and that and I did. I was like, "What? What the hell's a beater? I don't even understand that." So, but you drive a car that just serves the purpose of getting you where, where you, you need, need to go, go not yeah. to impress your friends. Yeah. Well, and that's not true today. No, I know, and it's difficult. But um, I think that's one of the biggest things, though. If you can get that in your mind under control, to where you don't have to have. A brand new car, you can really save a lot right there. As you said, which is so important, take care of the things you have, so right. they last longer. Right, and they uh, keep, and that's better than having to buy new things. So, you know, if you can get get by with the same sofa, then keep the same sofa, put a covering on it, or do something yeah. like that instead of buying a new one. I'm not knocking furniture companies. Don't get me wrong, 
but uh, you, it's good to try to live below your means. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, would this be true? I think that um, you can, if you're a, a young man that's spending money as fast as you get it and you got a new car and this and you're in debt and your credit card's up to there, and one of your best friends, well, his clothes aren't as new as yours. He's driving an old beat up car, but back behind the scenes, you know, he just bought his first little house. It's a little mm -hmm. house but he owns it. Uh, he doesn't owe anything on his old beat up car. Mm -hmm. He has a savings account. Mm -hmm. He's building a foundation. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, you know, uh, I think a lot of people have a hard time as I don't look like I have any money and that disappoints me. I want my friends to think I'm successful. Whereas some of the people that they want to look successful and they're really broke. Right. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> some some of my, I mean, my yeah, some of my friends or some of my daughter's friends are always you see them on on the on the internet and they're always traveling someplace and mm. living strong and I think how do they do that? Mm -hmm. And and Abby says, "Oh man, are they ever in debt?" Oh, so, really? You know, you don't want to be in debt that much. Uh, you need to put away a, a nest egg for retirement and. and stuff that you because you never know what's going to happen you just don't know and it's easier now to invest i think than ever before and i say this because i mean there's there's ways now in apps and things i mean you could buy you could put five dollars in apple stock and, you, and, and i realize that's not a whole share but you can do that because mm -hmm. you're in a group and um and if you do that, things like that and invest in even a share or two of companies that you know are going to be good, your Apples, your Amazons, your whatever you believe in or has shown to be true for a long time, I think that's good. And another a word of advice that I was given a long time ago that it took me a while to understand it, they said buy hard items don't buy soft items and I was I, and I didn't understand what that meant and they explained it to me a hard item is something that when you buy it and own it it will appreciate a soft item is something you buy and will never be worth as much as you just paid for it. <laughs> even and that can even be you were talking about furniture a minute ago if you when you can afford it you buy if you buy quality furniture exactly it will be worth more if you buy some cheap exactly. pressed wood crap it's not worth what you exactly. pay for that's right and so i've tried to live by that of buy hard items not soft items i mean you i mean you're going to have some things that are pleasures if you can afford them then that's fine, but make sure you got more of the hard items and do the soft ones. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And one more thing for the younger people who, who owe that uh, college debt, take the savings that you're going to get from Mr. Biden on that college debt and invest that. Ooh. Don't, don't, don't take the money and just blow it and spend it on something, but take it and invest it in your Apple or, or stocks or and right now the stock market's not doing all that great. So you don't have to worry about that, but at least, you know, if you want to buy some quality furniture, 
for the long run, that's great. It's a great time to do that. But don't buy a car. <laughs> yeah, don't buy a car. Boy, that's true. And even today, I don't have a car. I mean, I've got a nice car, but it's not fancy or anything, and it's not new. No. Um, but I, I like it. I enjoy it. And let me let me ask you this one time. What, is, what do you think was the best thing you ever did financially to, to set you up? Well, a few years ago, a number of years ago, I decided to get out of debt completely. And I think that was the smartest thing I ever did. We, I gave up credit cards and um, just lived with cash. Had one card for emergencies. Mm -hmm. Just lived with cash and, and like I was bankrupt, actually, you know, just traded it that way and and uh, just got and you get used to living that way and it's okay uh, and like you say buy good quality things but um, you don't have to go out and eat every night you don't have to go out and, and one of the one of the <laughs> back then we you know i used to drink some but back then we would drink before we went out to dinner and that's it's amazing how much money you save <laughs> by not buying alcohol in the restaurant <laughs> yeah you're right you're right and, uh, i mean that's probably the most expensive thing but it, it uh, and, and those little things add up over time and, and you can put it away. But I think on this student debt thing, when you get that, that, I don't know how they're going to do it, whether it's a credit on the taxes or what, but take a look at that and don't spend it and, and don't let it just go and buy it. Take it and invest it and save that money because that's a great way to save money and get something started. All right, before we get out of here, I, want, I do want to say one other thing. Um, God, what was it here? Oh, I know it was negotiate for, for things you buy. And I thought, mm -hmm. I yeah. hadn't thought of that. What a great, don't ever just assume that whatever the price is, the price, I mean, not at the grocery store, but I mean, if you're buying something, negotiate and try to find what is the best price so you can save money. I, the first rental property I ever bought, I negotiated deeply with the guy and i bought my first rental property with one thousand dollars cash and got him to finance it uh for five years and um always and then the other thing i would say is somewhere along the line have a, a ownership of property in your plans because i oh, think yeah. property yeah. is is important to own don't be a renter all your life because i think a lot of these young kids ed have no intention of ever buying a house. They just think, I'm just going to rent. Well, actually, the, the national press is hurting that a little bit because they say it's better to rent than to own. But mm -hmm. I don't think so. You know, they're, they're not, not in the long run. No, there's not going to be any more land. So just, you know, you got to, they're not making any more land. <laughs> they're not? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, there we got to wrap this one up. Anything else you want to add right. to it? I hope we've helped people. No, uh, that's all I have. All coming right, tell everybody what's coming. What we got? We got our mailbox and complaints are coming up next, right after Bob's sponsor of the day. And you know it is. It's been lucky. They're open, 4426 Ooh. Middlebrook Pike. Get on down there. And you, if you've never heard me talk about this, you're saying, what in the tarnation has been lucky? It's B-I-N lucky. And what it is... It's a location there on Middlebrook Pike where on Wednesday and Thursday, they get all these big 
uh, loads, uh, tractor trailer loads of things that were sent back to Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's, all these places. Because when you send stuff back, it doesn't go back on the shelves. They wholesale it out and they sell it to people like Ben Lucky. Then Ben Lucky puts it in these, they say spread it all over the whole store. I mean, it's amazing. They're all brand new. And everything on Friday is $7. Everything on Saturday is $5. Sunday, $3. Monday, a buck. And if there's anything left, Tuesday, it's only 50 cents. And then they restock on Wednesday and Thursday. If you've never been, you got to check it out. It is the newest addictive shopping experience. So um, I bought bought stuff that still had price tags on it of like 30 bucks. And I got it for five. It's, wow. It's amazing. That's All right, Ed, let's open up some mail. Okay, here we go. Caroline from Albuquerque. Why is the U.S. wanting to send a person to the moon again? Why risk a life when you can send a machine? Well, you know, you were talking about that earlier. I, I really don't know why we're going to the moon again. Um, maybe you know. But in no. these days where we have drones that are now... Flying, I think you'll eventually have commercial airlines that will fly without pilots. The pilots will be sitting there at the airport somewhere and flying <laughs> your plane. I do believe that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. why would you, on a, 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 a far riskier than me flying across the country, but flying to the moon, why do you want to pers- put a person's l- in there and risk their life? When you can exactly. now, with with all these drones you can see everything like you're there. I mean, my gosh, you can buy those virtual reality things and look around as if you are there. I don't understand it anymore. So I thought maybe Mr. Brantley could explain it to me. Well, I think this particular rocket we're talking about, which is the most powerful rocket that America has, is supposed to circle the moon something like 30 times. And I don't know why. I mean, I can't think of, I mean, we brought back the rocks, we've done all of that. So I don't know what they're hoping to find. I think it's just a point they want to do something for NASA, and it just, uh, it just, it's so expensive. Well, the, the rocket hadn't left the ground yet. It's, it's been postponed three times, and it still isn't going anywhere. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it doesn't sound like a good plan to me. I don't understand it at all. So, that, uh, no. Caroline, I, I do not know. What else you got, Ed? Well, let's see here. I've got another one here somewhere. I know it does. There we go. Well. Oh, I, I see it. it. I see oh, it. You see it? Okay. Da- Dave from Denver. Yeah. Why isn't there supersonic commercial oh, travel? Yeah. Now I don't I don't know the answer to this, but Mr. Brantley is a pilot, <laughs> yeah, and well, you're putting um, it on me today. I am, man. I'm laying it on you. Well, I know you're far more intelligent oh, than me. Yeah. So, yeah. what? Why? Why is there not supersonic commercial travel? Well, because it's so expensive. You got to have certain big runways, uh, lots of things to handle these planes, and also these these supersonic aircraft. You know. It, there's, there's not a lot of people want to pay $10,000 to go to England. And it just, it's very expensive. The planes don't hold that many people. Uh, it just seems it, like if there was more of them, it would be cheaper. But maybe well, I'm wrong. Possible. But, but uh, you know, on, on uh, domestic flights, I don't think it's ever going to work. Uh, it, it will work on the but U.S. and European. But, but those planes that we use 
were old and and you know there was a few crashes. It I don't think it's a I don't think it's realistic right now. I honestly don't. I, but there's got to be some time eventually, in, in in maybe we'll be gone. But where you from? You'll fly from New York to L.A. and be there in an hour and a half. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. Well, you can be from New York to London in three hours on a supersonic flight. But is it worth it? Is it worth paying that much money to to save a couple of hours? I don't think so. But well, it, no. But know. it just seems like if there was more of it, it would be cheaper. But I don't. I don't really understand supersonic uh, travel. You're, I mean, you're going uh, faster than Mach one, and the, I'm sure the jets have to be certain stuff. And uh, I don't know if you're flying higher or not. I don't even know about that. Um, and, and who were the? There were a couple of jets that flew this um, years ago well, and, until France one of them crashed. And, uh, yeah, there Air you go. France and British Air. And so, they don't do it anymore, right? No, they don't do it. It's just too expensive. It's I heard that United expensive. was thinking about bringing that back. Yeah, well, they could. It, well, I think the somebody, pandemic somebody, probably put the whack will. on that. Yeah, somebody will bring it back. But it it's, has a limited audience. You know, those planes don't hold that many people. And if you looked at what the plane, the companies that are building the aircraft, and, the, and the, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're carrying more and more people. And that's where they're making their money. It's not the fastness. It's getting those people in seats. Mm. So I don't know. It, well, I, uh, I don't know what the biggest jetliner is, but I think it holds almost 500, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's that, uh, what is it, the A330 or A530? Yeah. Yeah, it's not made. Have you ever uh, flown supersonic? I mean, when you did the, you flew with the Blue Angels, didn't you? Yes, I did. But they, they didn't go supersonic, I would imagine. No, no, they didn't go. They sure scared wow. the heck out of me, but no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This is the uh, Ed and Bob show, and uh, we got to move along. We're going a little long here. Let's get into some complaints, Ed. We All love right. to complain. What do you want to complain about? Uh, well, term limits. I, I got to get back to that because it's election season again. And, yep. and it, you know, and here they are all running again. Nobody said a word to me about, well, this is going to be my last time. So, no. you know, it seems that uh, the stuff with Trump has kept a lot of people from renewing, running for office again. So mm. didn't there, wasn't there a petition going around saying I'm signing the, um, you know, uh, term limit mm -hmm. pledge. Is mm -hmm. that just BS and they really know it'll never pass or it something? It was BS. Yes, it was. Mm. And they all, you know, the, it, it becomes their job for life. You know that. Yeah. And, and I think everybody knows that. And they just take it for good. People don't trust politicians. They don't trust them at all. Used to, there were some that were trusted, but I don't think any of them are trusted now. They're just out for what they can do and what they can get. And, and that's been proven. I mean, it's just, it's just don't trust them. Well, I, I believe I, I, I will constantly say this over and over and tell anybody that will listen, even Tim Burchett, our, our, our representative in Congress, House of Representatives, you should be there no more than six terms, which is 12 years. Senators, two terms, which is 12 years. Listen, Get out of there. Get out of the way. Let young, younger people be involved. Let's get new ideas in there. You sitting on, there's somebody that I read the other day that had been there 50 years. Yeah. 
I know. And they that's think that's crap. a big deal. They think it's a big deal. Well, guess what? They're not running that office. Their assistants are running that office. They're not doing a thing. It's um, crap. All they're is. doing is collecting it's, money. And, exactly. and have everybody kiss their butt. And so. naming airports after them and all of that. <laughs> exactly. You, you are absolutely right, brother. <laughs> all right, I got a complaint for you, Ab. Okay, ma'am. This is something that uh, the passing of the queen, which I don't want to take anything away from that. She ruled for, what, 70 years or 50 years or something. Uh -huh. And uh, she honorable and all that stuff. And that's great. And... Um, but I mean, I saw the first video I saw online of King Charles was of him. They had something on his desk that was in the way and he didn't like it. So he told somebody else to come out and move it. He couldn't bother himself to take his hands down and move some paper over. It was the most silly thing I've ever seen. So anyway, I saw it too. I, the, part of the problem in the world, in my opinion, is that we have a lot of countries where the leaders inherit it because their dad, their granddad, their mother, grandmother, grandmother, whatever, they inherited the position because of their family, not that they have any leadership skills. And God knows these other countries have leaders. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're idiots. <laughs> and and, and, and the, the, the fact that we even have kings and queens is in, in this day and time, to me, yeah. is idiotic. Yes. It's a complete, totally most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. We're going to worship this person because their their great great grandfather was the king of whatever. And, and I go back to I go back to um, uh, okay. Uh, what if we were now having leading the United States George Washington's heirs? I mean, mm. that's what we would be in. I mean it. God, bless it. We're not in that kind of damn shape. So, yep. my That's humble true. opinion. All right, tell everybody how they can listen to this, Ed. All right, buddy. Here we go. The Ed and Bob Show is available at edandbob.com. You can download the Apple Podcast app, Spotify app, or the TuneIn app and search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. In Alexa, in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn. And then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you, what do you want to hear, boys? Say this. Hey. Exactly. Ed and Bob Show. Just that easy. And if you want to comment, we love comments. We ignore all. I mean, uh, no, we listen to every one of them. <laughs> Email us at edandbob at yahoo.com. Uh, be sure and follow us on social media. Twitter, we're there. Ed and Bob, K-N-O-X. Ed Brantley, Bob Thomas, K-N-O-X. And we're on Facebook. We love to hear from everybody, and we do hear from people from time to time. All right, Eddie, anything you want to apologize for? No, I've done enough problems today, I guess. Okay. Got a shout out? I do. My buddy Eric Botts, he uh, listens oh, every yeah. uh, time we put it out. And, you know, Eric used to be on our radio show yes, when he, he was uh, running the funeral home there, and we, we appreciate him listening and his friendship. So yeah, there you go. What's our next show, Ed? Homelessness. Homelessness. Is it a problem mm. in the United States? Well, mm. it is down there under the bridge, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. All right, yeah, we enjoyed it. I'll see you next time. We'll do that and uh, have yourself a wonderful uh, week there. Okay, bro. Thank you. Bye. Bye. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick?